Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Give or Take podcast, episode number 15. I'm your host, Ryan Penn, and in this week, once again, like the past couple of weeks, this podcast will be strictly NFL, so if you're here for anything else, you could go ahead and click off, but this is going to be all NFL from here on out. No, not really here and out, but for the next few weeks until the NBA season and NHL season begin. And then you also got the MLB playoffs starting up. So next week I'll cover the MLB and a couple other topics. So to start off this podcast, I'll do my weekly predictions. And last week I went 11-5, and five, bringing my all-time record to 38-27. and 27. So for the first game, Thursday Night Football, a divisional game, divisional rivalry, I guess. The LA Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks. This game, I think, is going to be a pretty close one, but I'm going to have to take the Rams. Then, to start off the Sunday games, you got the Jets versus Falcons. This game is between two horrible teams. They're both 1-3. and three. Not much promise for either of these franchises, but I'm going to go with the New York Jets. Then, a new, another game, the Philadelphia Eagles and Carolina Panthers. The Eagles, they've been all right this year. A couple close games, but they're one and three. Then you got the Carolina Panthers, who have just been dominant this year almost. Actually, no, I wouldn't say dominant. That's an overstatement. But they're three and one. Their defense has been good. Their offense has been good. So I feel like they're the clear pick with this one. And then the battle of the three and ones right here for this next game, the Green Bay Packers versus Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know why I said Cincinnati or like that. But, yes, the Packers versus Bengals. The Packers are dealing with some injuries. I know Jair Alexander's hurt. David Bakhtiari's out. Um, Zadarius Smith, he's another big one. Elton Jenkins. And I believe that's all the injuries that I know of off the top of my head. Then the Bengals. The Bengals have looked really strong this year. They have. But I don't think they're any match for the Packers whatsoever. So, I'm going to take the Packers with this one. Then for the next game, the 1-3 New England Patriots versus the 1-3 Houston Texans. See, I feel like the Patriots record doesn't really match the way their team is. I think they're, they should be more of like a 2-2 team. They just had a very good game against Tampa Bay last week. Lost by two points, I believe, 19-17. to 17. And so, I think they're going to continue with that momentum. Because although they lost, they held, damn sure held their own. So, I'm going to go with the Patriots over the Texans. Then the Tennessee Titans versus, versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans are 2-2, two and two, and the Jaguars are on for The Texans are coming, or not Texans, the Titans are coming off of a loss, I believe. And so, I got to go Titans here. I don't think the Jaguars will get their first win. I feel like that's quite a clear pick. Then Detroit versus Minnesota, another divisional rivalry game. The Detroit Lions are on four. I studied a little bit. We don't talk about that. And then the Minnesota Vikings are one and three. Now, going into this game, there's a couple things you need to look at. Delvin Cook's health. 
because I'm not sure if he's still hurt or not. I should probably look that up. But he's going to be a big X factor. Then Kirk Cousins. I feel like Kirk Cousins is heavily underrated. Probably the most underrated quarterback in the league, in my opinion. But then Detroit Lions, he just came off of a pretty bad game. They In the first half, I believe, they had three trips um, on offense that went into the 10-yard line, and they did not get a single point out of those three trips. So I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Now you got the Denver Broncos versus Pittsburgh Steelers. You got the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater's out. He's got a concussion, so that's going to be tough. Drew Locke's going to be the starter. Then you got the Pittsburgh Steelers, who Ben Roethlisberger's washed. Horrible offensive line. Great defense, so, and some pretty good wide receivers. I know Chase Claypool is hurt as well. And I think that's going to be all those injuries add up. I got to stick with the Denver Broncos here, though. Then the 1-3 Dolphins versus the 3-1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's not much that needs to be said about this game. I'm going with the Buccaneers. Now, the battle of the 2-2 two two teams, the New Orleans Saints versus Washington football team. The Saints, they, they've been very inconsistent this year, to say the least. Some games they'll look real good. And then other games, they look awful. Mainly Jameis Winston is who I'm talking about, who's been pretty inconsistent for them. And then football team, they haven't lived up to what everyone expected to be. Their defense isn't as good. It's not a top five defense right now. It's not even top 15. So that's going to be tough. And then the Saints, I mean, this is going to be a close game, but I got uh, Washington football team winning it. Then another battle of the 3-1 teams, the Cleveland Browns versus the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers just won, just beat the Raiders, who are now 3-1 as well. And so they're sort of on this hot start to the year. Justin Herbert's looked phenomenal. But then you go over to Cleveland, their defense has been insanely good for them. And for that reason, I have to go Cleveland. I think they'll be able to shut down the Chargers and Justin Herbert this game. And for the next game, you got the Chicago Bears versus the Las Vegas Raiders. The Bears, 2-2. Two and two. The Raiders, 3-1. and one. The Bears, they're coming off of a pretty good game. It certainly was better than their game against the Browns this year. Then the Raiders coming off their first loss of the season. Josh Jacobs came back last week. And I don't know. i got to go with the Raiders still here. I feel like the Bears just aren't good enough for to be competitive right now. And so, got to stick with the Raiders. And then the 49ers versus Cardinals. Cardinals, hottest team in the NFL, right? Mm, arguably the hottest team in the NFL between them and the Bills. Versus the 22 San Francisco 49ers. It is Trey Lance time. He will be the starter this week because Jimmy Garoppolo is out. But I don't think that's going to change much. I think the Cardinals will move on to 5-0 and beat the San Francisco 49ers. Then another divisional divisional rivalry game, the New York Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys. The Giants, I mean, Daniel Jones, he's been off to a hot start, but not the rest of their team. And then the Cowboys, they've looked good offensively and defensively. And therefore, I got to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Then the Sunday night game, 
the game of the year. I'm guessing. I think this will be the game of the year. Absolute shootout, maybe. The Buffalo Bills, 3-1 versus the Kansas City Chiefs, 2-2. Two, two. two powerhouses. The last year's AFC Championship game, I believe. This year's AFC Championship game. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills here. I think the Chiefs stooped down under 500 once again. And the Chiefs, and not the Chiefs, and the Bills improved the 4-1. or four and one. Then the next game, the 1-3 Colts versus the 3-1 and one Ravens. I got to go with the Ravens here. There's not much to say about this game. The Colts have been very, very underwhelming for their talent level. And it really goes to show with just all the injuries they've had and just bad play. I mean, they've looked awful this year. I thought they were going to be one of the better teams in the AFC, but they just haven't. And the Ravens, I mean, they've been incredible. I mean, I can't even lie. They have been. They just had the record for or tied the record for most games with 100 rushing yards straight. And, yeah, I think the Ravens are the clear choice. So, last podcast or two episodes ago, I gave a rookie report. It was two weeks ago. It was week three, after week three, I think. But I gave my rookie report, and I couldn't give my Justin Fields report because, I mean, what we saw of him in his first career start was awful. I mean, we never really got to see him play. Now, we saw him play the lines. And he looks good. He does. He's got good arm accuracy, good arm strength, too. I mean, Chicago hasn't been able to see a quarterback throw a ball that far and that accurate in years. I mean, maybe even ever, to be honest. Jay Cutler, he had a cannon, but not the accuracy. Mitchell Trubisky, not the accuracy. I mean, just what we saw from Justin Fields was good. There are a couple complaints I have about him, though. One of them being he needs to scan the entire field. It appears from what I saw watching the game, he kept sticking to watching one receiver the entire play and not just looking for the open man. And I feel like he does need to improve on that because it will make it easier for defenses to sort of figure out who's he going to throw to just by looking at his eyes. Then another complaint is he holds a ball, he holds on to the ball for too long or stays in the pocket for too long. There were a couple plays this week, or last week, I guess, when we played the Lions, that he stood in the pocket for two or three seconds too long, and maybe he wasn't able to gain as many rushing yards as he could on the scramble than if he took off a second or two earlier. And I feel like that could be a big game changer if he does finally figure out and get the timing down on when it is okay to scramble and if it is too early or too late. And then just he needs to work on throwing the ball away as well. But other than that, he has been solid. He looks solid as well. So, yeah. Another thing regarding Justin Fields, it came out this morning, actually, um, the day I'm recording this podcast, which is the same day I release it, so on Wednesday, that Justin Fields will be the starter for the rest of the year after how he played last week and just the way the Bears offense certainly looks better with him playing. It looks better with Bill Lazor calling the plays as well. 
it's time to fire Nagy. I absolutely hate the guy. I used to be like, oh, hey, hey, stop the hate. Give him a, a chance, but no. I'm fully on board with hating on him. The dude sucks. He's the second worst coach in the league behind Urban Meyer. So he needs fire, needs to be fired. Both of those coaches need to be fired. They're awful and won't help their teams in any way whatsoever. And as I brought up Urban Meyer and how he's one of the worst coaches in the league, I mean, his team's on four right now, but he keeps getting himself in trouble. A video surfaced of him the other day at a bar, it appeared, with a girl that is not his wife dancing all up on him. And he wasn't denying it or rejecting it. He was taking it. And then he apologized to his team on how he was a distraction. And then the same day he apologized, another video came up of him sticking his finger up a girl's butt. The same girl. That's not his wife, by the way. And he's in all sorts of trouble. Probably more with his wife than he is the team. But, I mean, he's just becoming a major distraction. I mean, you see that all over. I mean, I'm probably, this is probably your 20th time seeing or hearing about this Urban Meyer situation. It's just really baffling, though. Like, you know you're not able to do that. When you're that well-known, someone's going to be filming you at all times pretty much. So you need to stay aware of what's going on, especially to you, when you're happily married to. But then he also said he never considered resigning from his job, which he certainly should because he's just an awful coach in general. I mean, just I feel like every week it's something new with Urban Meyer. I mean, a few weeks ago when they played the Broncos, he was like, Oh, it's like playing Alabama every week. It's like, yeah, obviously, it's going to be like playing Alabama every week. You're in the damn NFL. The guy's an absolute idiot. One big thing that was very well known and seen this week was Tom Brady's homecoming game against the New England Patriots. He won the game. Good to him. Very close game, though, 19-17. to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' run defense was incredible, holding the Patriots to negative one rushing yards. I mean, that's just crazy to me. And then, oh, what else happened that game? Oh, Tom Brady, he broke the record for most passing yards of all time. Decided he didn't want to stop the game right then and there to celebrate it. No one did. He didn't. The Bucs didn't. The Patriots didn't. They just kept on playing. So it's almost something you didn't catch until they – actually mentioned it, but they did. Drew Brees will say he seemed happy for Tom Brady. I mean, definitely seemed like Drew Brees was sad that he wasn't playing, but I mean, it's whatever. It was his time to retire anyways, but congrats to Tom Brady on having that record. Just continues to add up the records to prove that he is the greatest quarterback and greatest NFL player of all time. The dude's a stud. I mean, if you're still hating on him, what are you doing? Then another thing came out with the very exciting Monday night football game between the Chargers and the Raiders where the Chargers beat them. Joey Bosa then went on to have his press conference, and he talked about the refs being blind, and then he brought up Derek Carr and said how Derek Carr, in quotes, kind of shuts down after a few hits, 
meaning he knows Derek Carr is scared, and it just shows that he is watching film, clearly. But, I don't know, the way you sort of called out Derek Carr, it's kind of shocking, but it's whatever. It's not really a big deal, it's sort of something worth mentioning, but not a major topic as to the Urban Meyer situation, for example, or Justin Fields being named the starter. It's sort of just like, wow, he just threw a shot, but pretty much called Derek Carr a baby. And so what? Move on with life. Last week I on the podcast, I mentioned how Josh Gordon signed with the Chiefs. Well, it's starting to look like this weekend he'll be making his deb- debut. And is it anything special? Will it be anything special? No, probably not. But apparently during practice, he's looking really good. But I still don't think he's going to be worth picking up in fantasy if you are considering it. Uh, I don't think there's much upside. He's going to be in a crowded offense with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey stealing all the targets, which, I mean, it's fine. They're both top five in their respectable position, Travis Kelsey being top two and not two. I mean, Josh Gordon, it's, I don't know. It's I don't want to call it a publicity stunt because they're a professional NFL team and obviously they don't need the publicity. I mean, maybe he'll help with depth. I mean, he will help with depth in case there's an injury, but I can't see him being better than Demarcus Robinson or McCole Hardman. He's older now, past his prime, but, I mean, his prime was incredible. The dude had 1,600 yards with the Brown. He had three different quarterbacks that year. That just shows how dominant he was and how dominant he could have been if he just stayed right mentally and didn't break the rules and smoke weed. But it's whatever. Good for him that he is making his, like, fifth NFL comeback, I guess. And the Giants are finally starting to rejoice. Daniel Jones, a.k.a. Danny Dimes. He is finally starting to break out into what everyone thought he could be last season. Last season, he sucked. He only had 2,900 yards, 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, with a quarterback rating of 80. This year, though, I mean, through four games, he's got four touchdowns, only one interception, and 1,100 yards with a rating of 98.3. He's also, he's not fumbling the ball as much. I mean, the dude's vanilla Vic as well. He could run, he could throw. I mean, you start hopping on the bandwagon, everyone, this guy might just end up being the next big thing in New York. I mean, they made it was very, very questionable when they drafted him with the fifth or sixth overall pick, whatever it was, over Dwayne Haskins in the draft a few years back. But now it's really starting to play out. I mean, and his one interception this year, I believe, was off of a Hail Mary, which, I mean, those are 50-50 balls. It's either going to be a catch, incompletion, or an interception. But it's getting caught 50% of the time. So it's like, okay, whatever. I mean, the dude's being incredible. He, I'm pretty sure he's averaging the most yards per carry as well. Uh, what are his rushing stats? Because I know, I mean, the guy's been very good so far. You can't even hate on him. 
this year. He's got a completion percentage of 66%, which is pretty good. I mean, it could be better. You'd like it to be up in the 70s, but it's whatever. I mean, the guy, he's doing what he's being asked to do with what he's been given. And so you can't really complain about that if you're a Giants fan because, I mean, you've dealt with a bad quarterback for years. But it just sucks for him that, I mean, he's got no team to help him. This year, he's got 188 rushing yards. For comparison, last year he had 423. Then in 2019, he had 279. And it's only been four games. So this guy, he really is going to start turning out into something and could potentially be that big name to X-Factor players player that the Giants need to help lead this team to become a playoff contender once again. I mean, there are still holes they need to fix, offensive line being the biggest one, but Daniel Jones filled that quarterback need pretty well so far this season. It is early, so you can't get ahead of yourself too much, but from what we've seen so far, the guy is looking like a stud. Last night and this morning, there were a couple major releases one being with the Cowboys they released their linebacker Jalen Smith the dude's got five years left on his contract I believe and now the Cowboys have 16 million dollars in dead cap but I assume this is because of the surgence of Micah Parsons and how well he's been playing but you probably could have traded Jalen Smith I mean I personally feel like that guy he's gonna be a stud he's been pretty good so far this early in his career. I believe it's his fourth year, I want to say. But for being a fourth-year player, he's not horrible. I mean, he's a little above average, a teeny bit, but his potential is there. He's got very, very high upside, in my opinion. I think any team in the league would benefit from having Jalen Smith on their team. That's why it's so confusing as as to why the Cowboys decided to release him. And then it also came out this morning that the Patriots, they released uh, Stefan Gilmore. But that before the official release came out, they found a trade for him. Absolute steal of a trade. For They traded Stefan Gilmore for a sixth round pick to the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers just traded for C.J. Henderson a couple weeks ago. And now they're trading for Stephon Gilmore and just building that secondary in their cornerbacks. Their defense is going to be star-studded now in a couple of years. I mean, Stephon Gilmore, he's a, maybe past his prime, arguably. Maybe he's still in it. I mean, he just won Depoy two years ago. So he's not a bad player at all. I mean, he's still elite, still a top three corner in the league. I'd say he's three behind um Jalen Ramsey and Jair Alexander but to have a guy with that talent on your team it's great then you also I mean their defense has just been playing so good this year too you got Jeremy Chin Brian Burns uh I mean this defense could just become so good and with the way their offense has been playing these Panthers they might become a team that's a contender I mean Holy cow, you got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. You got Christian McCaffrey. Can't forget about him. He's hurt, though. 
But when he is healthy, the guy's incredible. They just need to build up their offensive line a little bit more. They do have Taylor Moten. I will say that they need a tight end. That is might be their biggest need is tight end. And defensively, they're looking real good as well. They've played good this year. But, yeah, I mean, you got to look out for the Panthers this season and next year once everyone's fully healthy and it's all put together. Sam Donald's been playing good for them. I mean, these Panthers, they're, holy, they're looking very good. All right, guys, that's going to be it for this episode. I feel like it was a pretty good episode compared to a couple of our past episodes. Last week was a good one, but this one, it was also another good one. So thank you guys very much for listening and sticking to the end if you are still here. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. Later.